Hey fam, it's time to have a moment of reflection. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Tanisha Johnson, a.k.a. TJ Self-Care. Thank you so much for joining me on another wonderful episode of Moments of Reflection. I hope last week you were able to reflect on things that you want to declutter from, things that you want to work on for yourself, the areas of your life, okay, that you want to declutter in. Um, I pray that you were given some revelations about next steps that you want to bring into 2024 um, and that decluttering podcast supports you in that. Um, So as always, you know, I just like to share a little insight about me, things that are going on. So I am currently uh, recording in my car today because, you know, something just hit my spirit and I'm really working harder, you guys, to record podcasts, no matter how challenging things may be, just to really, just to really take these 30 minutes um, to give you guys these downloads, okay? Because I know you guys busy too, you know, you may listen to this two, three weeks, two, three months, okay, after I record it. But my goal is that when you do have time for yourself, when you make time for yourself, these episodes are here. So uh, last week, towards the end, we started talking about friendships, you know, intimate relationships, relationships in general, where we feel like there is something funny going on. There's a feeling that we're not necessarily being supported. There's a feeling that mm, things are not necessarily all bliss. And there's just overall this gut instinct that doesn't sit well with us about this person, these people, right? And we talked about decluttering. And I promised you guys, you know, that we would do a whole episode because it needs it. Something like this, Sonny, you need... <laughs> I did not want to um, to minimize this to just a little quick okay uh five ten minutes on another podcast with a different topic this right here this right here we need to have a whole conversation a whole conversation so um you know moments of reflection is really about me walking you guys through things that are in real time happening with me uh so in real time I am going through uh, what I feel is a purging season where I'm really having to identify um, what are my needs in my relationships? You know, how are people treating me? How are people engaging with me? You know, what is the nonverbal behavior that I'm seeing in my relationships, you know, what did I, what do I need to bring to the table? What would I like the other person to bring to the table, et cetera, et cetera. And in the midst of all of this, I'm also trying to date, which is a, that's a whole nother episode, child. 
But um, what I'm finding is the very tools that I have worked hard to establish for myself, that you are working hard to establish for yourself, those very tools are now the anchor to help me not become codependent in my behavior. So parts of me is like, thank you, God. (laughs) I think I finally have arrived. And then other parts of me are like, wow, okay, I did not expect these outcomes. So I want to take some time to talk about it today and, of course, drop some gems. So I'm just going to get straight, cut to the point, because I know you got stuff you're doing. I'm trying to be really uh, mindful, you know, of these 30-minute capsules so that I can stay specific. So I want to prepare you right now that I'm going to gut punch you a little bit. Now, if you listened to the last episode, then the gut punch was already done and you already ready. But if you didn't, I'm going to hit you just a little bit, okay? If you struggle with codependency, people-pleasing, putting other people before yourself, noticing that your full day calendar is more consumed with what other people need to do, what other people want you to do versus what you want to do and need to do for yourself. If you fit into that category, I want you to know that you have a love deficit. When I say love deficit, I am referring to it is very, very easy for someone to pour into you and you be unable to recognize whether or not that's something that you really, really need. Okay, so let's back up. One of the reasons that codependents and people pleasers struggle with a love deficit is because we were never properly loved from the beginning of our lifespan. We had a parent that struggled with mental health disabilities, struggled with drugs and alcohol or other forms of substance abuse. They struggled with just overall trying to figure out how to day in, day out, take care of themselves. And I'm not talking about a parent that, you know, need help every now and again. I'm talking about a parent that has full-blown breakdowns when it's time to plan out a day, okay? They cannot, they cannot do it. Cannot, okay? I'm making up words, okay? (laughs) They cannot do it, (laughs) okay? They cannot do it, or they could not do it, right? Because they speak in past tense. They could not do it. Therefore, what ended up happening in that relationship in order for you to survive, because that is the brain's goal, Please remember that our brain's goal is to constantly help us survive, to figure out ways to survive. In order to survive, subconsciously, you said, okay, I need to find a way to keep this parent safe, to keep this parent calm, to keep this parent happy, to keep this parent whatever. Because when they're calm, when they're okay, when they're in this state, I'm able to get my needs met. 
Okay, that is the subconscious messaging that happened between you, your brain, and your body, okay, before we even could acknowledge it. This looks like very subtle stuff, okay, as as you guys know, if you're new to the podcast, I've been working in infant mental health for 20 years. When you, as a child, it looks very subtle. This looks like the child that, you know, they see their parent in distress and maybe they pass along their teddy bear or maybe they get so wrapped up in what's going on with mommy that they start crying. They start breaking down, right? And these are not, um, you know, every now and again episodes that we talking about here. We talking about all the time, consistently, this parent's behavior is propelling this child, I need to do something, right? Because children are not stupid. You know, children lack language, you know, but everything be working upstairs, okay? They know who's supposed to take care of them. Now, they can't, we wasn't able to come out and say at five or six years old, mom, I noticed when you pick me up from work, you know, you really yell at me a lot and it kind of hurts my feelings. Do you want, is there anything I can do, you know, for you? So to help you have a good day, we weren't able to have those conversations, but children are very good at reading verbal and reading our nonverbal cues as well as facial expressions. That's how they make it. You know what I'm saying? That's how we made it. So they know we knew when something was wrong with mom or dad or whoever was taking care of us. And we immediately began to find ways to figure out how to navigate this parent so that we could get our needs met. Now, on the flip side, we made it. Okay. We did make it. But on the other piece now, what happened from that quote unquote making it survival, what I call it, is now we have these codependent behavior patterns. So now we out here in our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, right? And we're now building relationships with people. We're building friendships. We're building uh, colleague relationships. We're building relationships with intimate partners. We're having children. Every single relationship you could think of, okay? All we have inside our toolbox is people-pleasing, minimizing our feelings, helping others before we help ourselves, trying to figure out what's going on with people, overanalyzing people, over-assessing situations. You see where I'm going with this? All we have are these tools that we use to survive. But nevertheless, we don't recognize that these are tools that we use to survive. Therefore, we're still using them. So we out here. So now we have this partner. We're dating this person. This person is sharing their problems with us. They're sharing what's going on with them. And we just, we trying to fix everything. We trying to get all our resources together. We trying to see what we can do. In our minds, we're saying, I am a good partner. Why is this person not excelling? Why is this person not recognizing, you know, the the help that I'm giving and loving me for it and supporting me for it and, and being there for me? When are they going to be there for me? 
right? That's, that's what we're saying. But what we fail to recognize is we're dating people. We're befriending people. We are spending time with people that do not have the ability to genuinely support us the way we need it. And I'm even going to, I'm going to step out there today. They don't know how to love us the way we need it. Period. Drop the mic. That's what's going on. Now, yes. Do we bring a role to this? Absolutely. The role you bring is you need to figure out why you struggle with codependency and heal that. Right. And again, I have one on one sessions. I, if you if you listen to the very first podcast, February 2022, mm, we've been going a long time. But if you listen to the very first podcast, that podcast will help you break down in your own life how you became codependent. So, yes, the role we bring is the codependency. But I'm not talking about that today. Today, this is for you to understand what's happening in these dynamics. So now here we are. We got the toolbox, toolkit, all we got inside, people pleasing, overthinking, low self-esteem, thinking that our partner or this friend or this whatever, this person is more important than what we got going on thinking that we have to go above and beyond to support them. This is all we have. So now we're in these relationships. But what's happening is you are dating, you are befriending, you are marrying, okay, the very same type of people over and over and over and over again because your brain is stuck on This is what a healthy relationship looks like. When I'm exhausted, when I'm burned out, when I have to take care of this person, when I feel obligated, this is what it's all about. This is a relationship. So I either do this or I do nothing. Now, I told y'all for a long time, I chose to do nothing. I'm 39, single with no kids, because I gave up on love. I, I, was, I was done. I gave up at 29. Anybody who read my first book, you already know the story. When that man left me in that hotel in Las Vegas, I was done. You know, when I got physically assaulted, I was done. That was a by another person, you know, but all of these things happen. And I told myself that I'm, I must not be lovable. It's like the people that brought me into this world, they act like I'm, they don't want me here. Like I'm in the way. They don't help me. They don't emotionally support me. I get the bare minimum food, clothes and shelter. So obviously they don't care nothing about me. I'm in these friendships with people. I give my all. I be there. They got stuff going on. I be there. And then when I need them, it's like they just leave me. 
they just abandon me. Or I get very little. I'm in this relationship with this person. And, you know, I love him. I'm pouring out my heart. I'm doing what I can. And I don't get a text back. Don't get called back. Spend more time with friends than you spend with me. What's going on here? And my story, I know parts of my story is also your story. It's our, you know, it's our story. And we go through it so many times that without realizing it, we say we done. Now, my done look like I'm not dating anymore. I'm not having no more new friends. I'm just going to focus on getting my degree and getting my money. Degrees and money equate a lifestyle that I can pay for without having a partner. So now I got enough money. I don't need you. I can go on my vacations. I'm going to sit my pina colada in Tulum. I'm going to drink my margarita okay when i'm out with my friends i'm gonna look the part all the while saying i don't need you i don't need no broke friends so i'm getting me some new friends or i'm going by myself all of these messages right that we tell ourselves so that we can maintain this lifestyle. We can maintain this way of thinking that's no longer serving us, right? As I share my messages, I want you to reflect on your own because we all have them. We all tell ourselves certain things so that we can keep the codependency going because the brain thinks this is what it is. So it's your job to constantly remind yourself it's not. The trauma that we experienced as children growing up is not the same lifestyle you should have, nor, in my opinion, do you deserve at 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, however old you are. You are no longer that child that walked around scared, anxious and 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 what i'm saying right now you gotta have self-awareness to get this message did this gotta be you gotta take off all the, you gotta take off all those masks and you have to be transparent about what it was like being in your household i have god has blessed me i should say when I started my coaching business, I started this. I released my book December 2019. I had my very first coaching uh, session in January. Since January, God has not stopped sending people to me from January 2020. From January 2020 to right now, November 2023, I think I have coached close to 200 people. And that's one-on-one coaching. I 
never thought, never, never thought that the little girl that used to walk around scared, feeling like she had to be perfect all the time, is not safe to make uh, to make uh, mistakes because I'm going to get yelled at, I'm going to get hit, I'm going to get talked down to. I grew up in a household where I was called stupid. Everything had to be perfect. Clothes, hair, grades, everything. And everything had a physical disciplinary action to it if it was not right. I never thought in my life that there was anybody that was struggling the way I did as a child. And when God sent that first client and she told me her story, it still didn't connect, you know, because I hear trauma stories all day long. It's, It's a part of what I do in my nine to five. You know, I there is literally, if you ever decide to book a car with me, I tell people, I, I have heard everything. Never be afraid to say anything. Never. Not to me. <laughs> Never be afraid to email me anything. Because when I tell you, if I have not gone through it myself, I have heard it. I have literally heard almost 200 people's stories about their childhood and we all start off the same way well you know they did the best they could yes they did they did even for those of us who got physically abused that may be all the tools our parents had they was trying their best to keep us in alignment they was trying their best to support us the best they could you know so I have to just let that go. You have to just let that go. We let what they did go and we forgive what they did, but we do not forget how we felt because that is where your healing is. You have to be able for this episode. I really want you to reflect on how you felt Many of us grew up in households where it was a lot going on. We were emotionally abused. Some of us were physically abused. Some of us were verbally abused. If your parent was constantly cussing you out and telling you that you wasn't doing a good job in this and this ain't right and this ain't right and you ought to be ashamed of yourself and ain't nobody else in the family never did this. And they can't believe they have you. That's verbal abuse. If dinner is supposed to be ready at 6 o'clock. And it's not sitting on the table. And when you ask somebody about food. It's crickets. Or you being told you need to find something. Or whatever. That's, that's emotional abuse. You coming to somebody a parent caregiver about how bad your day was 
and they either not listening to you, they telling you some other stuff more important, that is emotional abuse. Now, as adults, we minimize these things, but I'm going to tell you something. You can minimize it all you want, but it's reflected in your behavior, and it's the reason why you struggle with people pleasing and codependency today. You were rejected. You were abandoned. Now it's manifesting in your relationships. So the ones you do have, you either feel like you got to give 150% of yourself to keep it, or you may have a pattern similar to me. You just didn't say to hell with it all together. Either one is bad. Neither one is good. Now, yeah, maybe with the other one, you know, you know, it ain't really cognitive anymore. So, you know, you look like you live in a better life, but don't nobody want to be by themselves? Really? I mean, come on. It's only so many times you can go to a restaurant and eat by yourself. After a while, you want to see a face next to you. Or it's only so many times you want to go to a restaurant and be sitting with somebody that ain't got no money, that ain't got no good conversation, that's staring at their phone, and then just expecting you to just sit there and condone everything they're doing as if they're not disrespecting you in your face. So It's only so many times. You want to do that. So what ends up happening is we get to these plateaus where we say, you know what? I'm done. But it's in that plateau what I want you to know. You are dealing with the wrong people. We have not been loved the way we should have been loved. Therefore, when people do the bare minimum, in our mind, we think that shit is fire. Oh my goodness, he called me. She called me. (laughs) Oh my goodness, my partner made me dinner. Oh my goodness. Oh, my friend, she remembered it was my birthday. Oh my goodness, why I had a bad day and my friend called me. This is the stuff that folks are supposed to do if they want to be in a relationship with us. Now, you may talk to some people and they tell you the bare, the, you know, that, that, that extra stuff is extra, but I'm here to tell you it's not because I'm telling you something from a different, from a different perspective. I'm telling you as a former codependent of nine years, when you reflect on the stuff that you went through in your childhood, tell me you don't deserve that. I wish one of my friends would try to forget my birthday. That's a damn requirement. Period. <laughs> now, you can forget the actual day, but I, I sure enough better hear from you within two or three days. Uh-uh. <laughs> you know, because we grown now, all my friends in their 40s, 50s, so, you know, we forget. But, girl, I better hear from you within a week. Or brother, I better hear from you within a week. Your partner acknowledging that you had a bad day and deciding to cook dinner for you or deciding to wash the clothes or whatever, that is a requirement. This is a partnership. When I'm down and I'm acknowledging that I'm down, that's your, that, that is your cue. It's time for you to come through. 
But see, what we do, we've been so abused and wounded. Most of us have done everything by ourselves, and that's how these people slide through. Sim- very similar to narcissists. We're gonna get it, but we gonna I'm gonna have a podcast talking directly about narcissists. But this week, we talking about all of them. Because what you got to understand is as a codependent, there's always a dependent. So your job and your healing journey, what I want you to reflect on this week is who is the dependence? Dependence come in all shapes and forms, honey. I got friend dependence. I got, <laughs> you know, family dependence. We all got them. It's your job to figure out how is this person dependent on me? Is it financially? Is it emotionally? Is it mentally, physically? And then how do I want to set boundaries moving forward? So this is your homework. Pull out a piece of paper, either right now or when you get home or when you get some time to yourself, if you're listening, you know, on the way to, to running errands. Pull out a sheet of paper. And I want you to write down every single person that you question whether or not they love you. Now, I know this sounds crazy, but this is how we find out who's the dependence in our life. If you got to ask yourself more than once whether or not somebody care about you, their name needs to be on that paper. Because more than likely, they might be a dependent. So you write out their name. Then I want you on another column right next to their name. I want you to write down the last time you heard from them. Then in another column right next to that one, I want you to write down on a scale of 1 to 10 with 10 being amazing. How good do you feel when you're around this person? How good do you feel when you are around this person? Okay. Now, the reason why I have you doing these columns is because I really want you to be able to figure out, is this person zapping your energy? Is this person dependent on you? Can they get the things that they ask you for support for? Can they get it done by themselves? Have you seen them get it done by themselves? What's their pattern? People like this, I mean, again, like I always tell you, I don't want to be in control of your healing journey. I don't want to be one of those coaches that tell you what you should do. I want to support what you want to do. But just out of love, I really don't want you being bothered with people like this. I really don't. But if you have to, because it might be family members, you know, it, it might be adult children. If you have to. You really need to keep boundaries and you have to be mindful and cognitive of what's going on. And that's the reason why I always share in almost every episode, you need to be spending time with self because I want you to be able to tap in. What are your needs? Because when you understand what you need, I'm telling you, your healing journey, it moved different, fam. It moved different. You don't get caught up with the foolishness that people bring. 
People will come into your life and sidetrack your whole purpose for your life. It, it, it brings tears, you know. Every time I, I, I talk to y'all in this manner with these topics, because I start reflecting on the years that I lost. When I'm telling you, I lost years with people. Years pouring into relationships, thinking that these people really riding with you, thinking that this family member really want to make this change, thinking that that older child you got, you going to help them this one time and they really going to be able to get on their feet. All of that is pipe dreams that we have developed from having parents and caregivers that did not know how to take care of us and love us properly. That's why we're talking about this today. But it takes transparency. It takes vulnerability on your end. You got to be honest with yourself and say that you didn't get these things. I love both of my parents. My father is no longer in this life. They did the best they could. But the pain left over from trying to figure out how to be the best daughter I could so I could get the love that I needed, debilitated me and stagnated me in ways that I'm still, still trying to catch up with today at 39 years old. I'm still having to remind myself, Tanisha, you don't have to be perfect. Tanisha, it's okay. Tanisha, let it go. Tanisha, you have the right to choose what you want. Still, the messages haunt us like demons. And they lay eggs and seeds in our brain. And before you realize it, your whole life is about trying to be there for other people so that they can love you. And when we start to heal, what we learn is we can give ourselves the love that we didn't get as children. We don't have to search in these relationships. And when you start giving yourself the love that you always wanted, it becomes easier to pinpoint these people that's dependent on us, that's using us. You don't understand your superpower. Your superpower is your resiliency, your tenacity, your ability to move through hard times. We have been abandoned, rejected, abused in multiple ways, yet we are still here. I follow a lot of my a lot of you guys on Instagram or Facebook or or whatever. I see you. You work in an amazing field. You a homeowner. Like you have real roles in your community. Like you're a leader. You're an amazing mother. You're an amazing father. We are good people. And people that don't know how to build those type of characteristics for themselves, they come into our lives like vampires. And they just try to zap all of that energy out. And it's your job to be able to recognize it. They are not calling and texting you every day because they generally are thinking about you. These mofos are trying to burn 
the little bit of energy you got left for themselves. <laughs> they are trying to zap you. It's happened to me in many occasions. It's happening to me right now. And I was able to cut it all because I said, you know what? I see what's going on here. But that would not would have not happened if I was not tapped into who am I? What do I need in this relationship? Does this person establish those needs? And most of the time, they don't. So then, then, listen now, we are now in a codependent relationship with this person. Because now you holding on to them all because you know they need help. All because you know, well, you know, I want to be a good person. No, we a good person whether we friends with them or not. You do not have to have somebody in your close circle of friends, family, whatever it is, in order to be a good person. We need to establish boundaries. So as I wrap up, okay, I already told y'all my moment of reflection. (laughs) I'm hot because I have not had somebody come into my life and manipulate me in a very long time. And this person was so cunning that I almost missed it. And it's ironic because it took another situation for me to really see the behavior. But in my mind, you know, I always had this feeling like, damn, you know, every, every day, and, and, you know, I'm thinking I'm crazy. <laughs> and that was another red flag. I said, Tanisha, when when the when the person or the situation got you thinking that you crazy, most of the time, it, it, it don't feel right. Y'all see, I can't even speak this episode. I'm just so stirred up. <laughs> I had to, I had to pull over. I couldn't even get to the house. Because I said, if I get to my house, I'm going to wind down, I'm going to relax, and then I'm going to forget this download that I just got. Because just like you, anytime something happened to me, the very first thing I do is I sit with myself and then I go to God. And I said, Tanisha, what's going on here? We don't know. We need to talk to God. We need to talk to God. We need to go back to the 12 steps. I still, I, I stand on my 12-step guide. When them pages is ruffled because it was from years ago, but I stand on it. I go back to my books. You know, Tanisha, what is this? Is it denial? Is it something you need to let go? What's really going on here? You know, really trying to pinpoint what's happening. What am I experiencing? You want to talk about having a real relationship with yourself? Ask yourself, what am I experiencing right now? What is going on right now? Step out and really examine, okay? So I'll share my moment of reflection. But I just want to wrap up and make sure that you get these key points. So number one, we have to recognize that we have a love deficit, period. Work it out with yourself. Book a call with me. Listen to episode number one and really break down how did you as an individual person become codependent? It's number one. Number two, 
Create that list. Who are the people that you got second guess whether or not they really care about you? When you get that, when you get that list down, right next to those names, I want you to write down last time you heard from them. Right next to that list, I want you to write down on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being amazing, how do you feel when you hear from this person? And let me just share this little nugget. If you five or below, they dependent, period, hands down. If you look at your phone and you don't get a little bit of a smirk of excitement on your face when you see their number, they are dependent. You tired of them. And listen, I'm not trying to, you know, because I acknowledge that there are people that are codependent and dependent. Okay, so, you know, it it all goes twofold. Me, I'm always codependent. I don't never depend on nobody. And that's part of my problem because that's not a good thing either. So don't be thinking that that's a good thing. Oh, Tanisha, yeah, me too. I'm just like you. No, that's still something we need to work on because we need to learn how to depend on people and how to be able to assess people. Their behavior, how they treat us, how we feel with them. We need to be able to trust that and then trust that person. Mm-hmm. That that's that's another that's another episode, okay? But if you are someone who goes flip-flop, I don't want you to listen to this episode and say, Well, Tanisha, you know, you're talking about me and I don't know what to do with myself. When you are dependent, your job is to learn how to be independent focus on doing stuff by yourself focus on not being putting everything all your business in the group text focus on doing something without your partner and then being able to tell people be able to present to people look at what i did when you have an idea or something follow that shit out yourself (laughs) and then when it's all broke down, you come to somebody else and say, hey. See, what dependent people do is they don't trust themselves with nothing. So every idea they got going on, anything they want to do, anybody that they dated, anything that's going on, they tell everybody in their life everything. And then they ask it for insight. So, and they cover it up with, well, how are you doing? When in reality, they really need help with whatever they got going on in their own life, right? Now, that's you. This man not been the episode for you. And I still love you. And I want you to be able to do things on your own. And you too. You too, you know, you are strong. You are tenacious. You are amazing. Believe that. And then go out into this world and do things for yourself. You ain't got to wait for nobody to do nothing for you. You can do it for yourself. Okay? So we're going to be all right. And I went over, (laughs) you know, but that's okay. Because I felt like I, I felt like it was needed, you know. But I want you to know, you know, the moment of reflection this week is let's really look at these relationships. Let's really do a purge of these relationships. Let's examine what's really going on so that we can get back to center. 
So know that I love you. Know that I'm always thinking about you. I am praying for you. Uh, So I am really, really excited because I'm getting my faith back, you know, um, with God, in God. Um, And I think even with the podcast, you know, I think I just, I forgot that I don't do this for, um, I don't, I don't do this for numbers. I do this for God, you know, um, and I recognized, um, that over these last few weeks of me recording, I recognized that my energy is better. I already got like three episodes scheduled, y'all. Like you listening to this, I was supposed to release another episode. I forgot what it was about, um. But I, you know, I'll schedule it for it for another day because I promised you guys that we was going to dive into, you know, what it means to declutter, you know, that friend and family list or whatever. So, um, you know, I wanted to make sure I, I present this today, too. But I truly, truly am excited about us having sitting down, having these moments of reflection about things going on in life and just being able, you know, to uh, reflect and think. And I hope that every episode, you really take these conversations, you write out, you know, what I'm saying, you know, you re-listen to it, you replay it, and you really do this work, you know, listen, you know, get you a journal, you know, really start writing these things out. Talk to me. I'm here. You can leave a comment. You can send me a message on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, under TJ Self Care. Um, go to the page. Send me a message. Go to TJSelfCare.com. Send me a direct message. Tanisha at TJSelfCare.com. Listen, I I do have an assistant, okay? So I won't say that I don't have an assistant, but if you, when you message me you're getting me it's me (laughs) it's not no other person or whatever I do have like a administrative assistant who takes care of some scheduling stuff but outside of that it's all me so don't don't be afraid okay we on this healing journey together I put my pants on one leg at a time just like you you sitting somewhere on one side of the world I'm sitting over here in California, I'm a human being, you know, uh, we share trauma wounds, you know, we share experiences, you know, the names may be different and the faces may may be different, but the feelings and the wounds that it left are the same. So always tell me how you're doing, you know, tell me how you like the episode. If you don't like the episode, tell me that too, you know, tell me what you want to hear, you know, Um, So I appreciate you guys so much. I pray that you have an amazing week and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.